Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. And this is Cowan, the Playoffs K. Ah, Playoffs K. Let's hope we're not the uh, Bucks in the Playoffs this time around. But uh, we've got another great podcast for you this week. We're actually going to be talking about something that needs to be spoken about, and that's the Eastern Conference in the NBA. Things have been Mm -hmm. so incredible there, especially when you look at it in terms of who's gone through, how the series have panned out, the shocks that have happened. Um, You know, they always say the Eastern Conference is is surprisingly unpredictable at times counter. This is what we're seeing. You know, the Bucks are out. This is the number one seed. They've been number one seed for two seasons in a row. And now, here they are. Heading back to Milwaukee. Um, what have been your thoughts on, on the Eastern Conference uh, as as a whole uh, in these playoffs in the bubble? And uh, and then we'll go into the Bucks. Look, Cyrus, uh, the Eastern, Pro- uh, Eastern, Province, the Eastern Conference has always been viewed as the Leaston Conference because they say it's the least competitive and so on and yeah. so forth. But look, I, you know, and people always attributed uh, the fact that LeBron was there, he lifted it, and now that LeBron left and went to the West, it would become really weak. But but what I've seen in these playoffs, I, like there's been a, an upping of the game. Yeah, you, you know, would yeah. you tell me the performance that the Miami Heat brought has been lackluster? Would you tell me the Boston Celtics haven't played their hearts out? Even the Toronto Raptors, who are currently struggling against the same Boston Celtics, they brought their A game. So I'm I'm saying the Eastern Conference has actually been more exciting than the Western Conference. But okay, you're give, talking about give, excitement. Give or take uh, uh, a Nuggets versus Jazz series, right? That, 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 that one like blew me away. But the rest of the excitement, the real excitement I've had so far, has been on the East. But so this is, I don't, I don't contest that. And if anything, I say, look, I can understand why it's exciting because the teams are bad, you know, and and that might be one of but those things. Like, well, let's look at it this way, in the sense that. Is it more exciting to have closer series, right? Like you had with the the Nuggets and the Jazz, um, mm-hmm. and 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 see somebody go seven games and 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 try and win it, or is it more exciting to see a team that's sort of unfancied, like like the Heat, beat mm-hmm. the the number one team in the NBA, Bucks. like the Bucks? And and I, I I think that watching the Heat do what they did to the Bucks wasn't necessarily that exciting to me um, because it wasn't the, the games weren't actually all that close um, and I think it was it's been shocking to see because you're like okay wow this is a Bucks team that what thought they were going to be champions you know potentially should have been champions because of their performances but now they've been you know um, beaten by a Heat team who just worked harder made the plays when they needed to um, and then negated the star in Giannis when he was fit. So I'm not sure. Is, I, I, you just, you mentioned, just mentioned, mentioned an effective, an effective basketball, basketball strategy. strategy. Yes, that's an effective basketball <laughs> strategy. That's like watching chess. You're not necessarily watching chess highlights every morning, you know? So I, I think this is the thing in the sense that it is a great thing to see. But is it necessarily the greatest thing to watch? And and perhaps this is also when we're looking at it in terms of the Eastern Conference, like you said. You know, <laughs> any of these teams make it to the NBA Finals, right? The, the Heat yep, are now yep. into the Conference Final, and it's likely that they're going to play against the Boston Celtics because the Celtics are leading the, the series against the Raptors. Yes. Do either of them beat the Lakers or the Clippers who are up in their series? Uh, Cyrus, um, first of all, 
if I look at the heat, they're scrappy enough to, to take it to six games with anybody in the East. And, 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 and I'd say the same for the... In the East or the West? I mean, in the West, sorry. They're, they're scrappy yeah. enough to take anybody to six games in the West. And I'd say the same for the Celtics and the Raptors. The Raptors, maybe five, but the Celtics <laughs> definitely scrappy enough for six. Okay, okay. So you yeah. you really think that what we're seeing is a sort of like for like, strength for strength kind of situation where you've got these teams from the East saying, "Look, we are here to be to be counted." And I, I guess this is sort of blow my world apart. This Bucks loss, not necessarily mm-hmm. because I I thought the Bucks were the greatest team in the NBA, but their numbers seem to be trending that way. That they they had the best defense in the regular season. They had one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the regular season. They've got the player who will probably go back to back in MVPs and Giannis on their team. You know, it's it's crazy to see how they've fallen so badly. And then you start picking uh, picking apart a lot of their losses. So um, when when we're having this discussion, one of the things we wanted to look at was: Are the Bucks really as bad as these performances have have made them look? Is this perhaps? Um, the bubble at work because if there's one thing that that we know about NBA basketball is that when you're fighting to become the number one seed that gives you home court advantage that means you're at home the whole time your fans are there the pressure's on they're putting pressure on your opponents in the bubble seeding means nothing clearly like we're seeing that in terms of you know I think the, the Heat finishes the number four seed um, mm-hmm. in fact the number five seed um, in, in the regular season because you had the Bucks as the, as the number one, you had the Raptors yes. number two, Celtics at three, and Pacers at four. So you know the the the, the Heat are really pulling one of the biggest heists in NBA history here um, as the five seed making it to the conference final. So you tell me, is this a situation of the bubble, in your opinion, the bubble being the key different uh, differentiator here, or do you think it's just that the Heat were biding their time, they had their teething issues, and now they were ready to strike. Cyrus, I Cyrus, think it's a combination, think it's a combination of, both. of both. First of all, First of all you, you, you're very right when you talk about the advantage of the, the home court, because your fans are there. They're, they're disturbing the free throw shooter. They're, they're getting in the air, in the ear of somebody who's inbounding the ball. You know, the, your, your fans are, are, are that sixth player, if you will, Cyrus. They, they're, they're all over the place. They're booing, they're hissing, and, and, and they give you that advantage. And when you make a, a great play, they erupt. And, and, and they they give you more energy to go for that next play and you know it it just keeps multiplying as you go on now i think we spoke about this early in the playoffs where we said uh, i think the bubble is going to be that equalizer and and it has been that equalizer whereby everybody is literally playing away yeah and 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 and, and, and away without the fans without the booze and the hisses right but still it's away and cyrus it's it's sort of like playing in the gym it's like taking you back to college and you're you're playing a pickup game but but that means quite a lot you understand what i mean because there are no fans just coaches and training staff is there are now obviously a bit of the family members are coming in but still it is not the same and uh if you feed off that home court energy you're, you're gonna struggle and maybe this is what the bucks and some other teams were yeah. but then again how come other teams have been able to rise like Kawhi and the clippers have been kawaiing and clipping uh, the, 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 the lakers have struggled here and there 
you know what I'm saying? And, and I think personally why I'm shocked much like you, I expected a lot from the Bucks. Especially who they had to they, they had to take on along the way. When I looked at the, 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 the Orlando Magic, I was like, yeah, they got the first round. When, when, when I looked at the the, 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 the second round, you know, the semis, I thought, mm, the Heat, ah, Bucks in five. Uh, maybe even Bucks in six. You know, Bucks in six. I expected the, 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 the Bucks to only struggle a little bit with who they would meet in the, in the actual conference finals. If you look at my early commentary, I said it's going to be a Lakers-Bucks final. Yeah, you so did that. In the Bucks. And I think and, I, said, well, I said Clippers-Bucks Have you seen myself. the size of that humble pie that's next to me? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we're in the humble pie shop right now, Kaunda, because we're both, you know, ordering not just a first helping, a second and third helping too. Um, and I think for a lot of, of, of let's call it analysts and, and fans who, who've been watching the NBA this season, the Bucks have been one of the key anomalies in the bubble and then also in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. the Bucks were not the same when they got to, to Orlando. They just were playing with such... They, they were so slow. And I think this is also one of the things about a layoff. Is that when you look at how other teams have just gotten back into their groove, the Bucks never got that. And, and just looking at the series against um, the Heat, and in fact the playoffs in general, George Hill in particular was one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA going into, to, well, into the, so once the pandemic the hit, once yeah. the pandemic hit, right? And then yep. you suddenly come out of the pandemic and George Hill is as if he's forgotten how to play basketball. And I think the Bucks had too many of those kinds of players with those kinds of performances on their team. You know, people like, like Bledsoe just didn't contribute enough. And yes, he came back from injury and that, 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 that proved to be problematic for them because he just hasn't hit his, his straps. It's a bit like with Russell Westbrook at, at the, the Eastern Rockets. You can see that some guys just haven't adjusted to bubble life on court. There's no fans to give you the energy when you need it. When you're missing shots, you get down on yourself and you stay down on yourself. It's almost like that pressure release doesn't happen. And this, this is why the fans can be so important because you mentioned this in terms of going on runs and that sort of thing. When you've been missing shots and then you finally make one, the release of pressure the fans can give you really can energize you into giving way better performances. Whereas the Bucks need to find that motivation from themselves. And what you're seeing is that for certain players like a LeBron who've been doing it for years and years to motivate themselves to get out of slumps and get out of trouble, somebody like Giannis can't do that unless he's He's, he's had these other guys around him. In fact, if anything, Giannis ends up making himself more liable to pick up fouls and he get, ends up in foul trouble because he's trying to do too much. So, I do think there's major, major problems at the back. Obviously, we see that with them being eliminated in the conference semi-final. And if anything, if we saw um, Coach McMillan getting fired at the Indiana Pacers because they got swept, and this was an Indiana Pacers that was missing huge players, I don't see where Coach Budenholzer survives this. Does Yana stay in Milwaukee? You know, the front office at, at, at the Bucks have got a lot of work to do to try and convince Yana to stay, and also uh, apparently, to see what they do. According to, to breaking news, this Monitaris, Yanis is staying at the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I, I personally think, and this is this is um, 
it's not a theory made in pure science, but just hear me out here, okay, right? So Yanis has grown up his whole life in Europe. And in Europe, they watch a lot of soccer, a lot of a lot of football. Yep, yep. You tend to see a lot of loyalty from football supporters. Yes. They don't necessarily chop and change their teams or say, no, look, we've got to change things out. I'm going to another team. This franchise is just not working for me. I think that for me personally, I didn't think Giannis would leave because he's made Milwaukee his home. I think he wants to be a star. He wants to bring a championship home, which then says Giannis is going to be like, you know what? I'm staying for at least the next five years, right? And I mean, what? he's yeah. still relatively young. How old is he? He's... Uh, what are we saying, mid-20s? Mid-20s, yeah. Yeah, this is yeah, mid-20s. Yeah. So, you know, if he stays for five years, you're seeing a player, he's 25. So, you know, let's say he signs a, a massive five-year contract. Within the next three years, he's definitely going to stay in Milwaukee. Um, then they can build something around him. They can actually try and build something around him. Um, so, this then begs the question. Celtics and Raptors series. Are you also yes, surprised yes. that the number two seed Raptors are struggling so much against the three seed Celtics? Yes, Cyrus. Uh, I mean, obviously they're very close in seeding, and, and and the way the Raptors came out of the regular season, I I expected them to carry that energy into the bubble. But like you said, you know, uh, not everybody can adjust or can comfortably live the bubble life. You see where I went. <laughs> Live that bubble life, yes. Living that bubble life isn't for everybody. <laughs> so, so I, 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 I think looking at the likes of Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, even Norman Powell, and, 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 and Pascal Siakam has been struggling offensively, getting into foul trouble early, that kind of stuff. So I think it could be the bubble life, Cyrus, because... I mean, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, there's a, one would think, and I think we've discussed this before, that the, the, the Raptors have got nothing to lose, so they'll leave everything on the floor every night because they've won the championship. They, they did it with the rookie coach. They did it for the first time for Canada. So, so for me, I was expecting this time around for them to just throw everything at every opponent because they've literally got nothing to lose. And then the way they finished the regular season, Mm-hmm. At number two, behind the Bucks, and, and the Bucks were leading the NBA as a whole. I thought, wow, they might even shock us and go back to back. Exactly. You know, I was like, exactly. not beyond the bounds of my imagination. They might just go back to back. But this young Celtic squad, Cyrus, is motivated. They're skilled, and, and I think to use to use one of your Cyrusism, they're a well-coached team. I think they Brad Stevens has showed that he can coach a, a bunch of youngsters. I mean, their, their main star is Gordon Hayward, right? Yeah, or well, Kemba would say it. a few things. Okay, if you're looking Kemba, at Kemba, right? Okay, Kemba yeah. as well. Kemba as well. So you got, you got Gordon Hayward, who's out of action. Oh, okay, let's, Kemba, let's, let's qualify this. In terms of, like, size of, 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 of um, the... Not necessarily their ability, because I think their biggest star right now is obviously Jason Tatum, right? But yeah. you're meaning it in terms of like 
an all-star, you know, came with his massive reputation. Yes, yeah, Gordon absolutely. Haywood absolutely. and Kemba that, Walker that, would be that. I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm talking also about. Because, of, because yeah. Jason Tatum's pretty young, you know. You know, yeah. before we start bestowing certain things on you, like <laughs> we, we we haven't even made Luca Doncic a superstar yet. Yo, yeah. young man, yeah. earn He's your stripes. We, we respect He's what there. you're doing. No, he's coming there. And so is Jason Tatum, to be honest. Mm. Jason Tatum, I mean, next season, Jason Tatum is a bona fide superstar. Yeah, yeah. Those, Look, jerseys, will be, the, those jerseys will be flying off that shelf. It's true. I mean, this is his third season in the NBA. Um, you know, who would have expected that? Yeah. So, it, so Cyrus, for, for a team which has got one big star remaining on its roster because the other one is injured in, in Kemba Walker, they are pulling off some great victories. Yeah, it's it's been so, so incredible to watch. And this is the Celtics we've been hoping to see for years. Because Cyrus, you look at, these are the Celtics I was hoping to see when Kyrie was there. No, exactly, exactly. And and I think this is also w one of those things where you realize um, sometimes you need a system player, you know, like a Kemba, because mm -hmm. Kyrie very much is about trying to make the play all about him. So, he, you yeah. know, a lot of stuff has to go through him. Whereas, you know, with, with somebody like Kemba Walker, yes, he can score. Yes, he can do a lot of stuff on his own, but mm -hmm. he is a facilitator. And so having the likes of Jason Tatum then lift their game, Jalen Brown then lift their game, Marcus Smart doing what he's been doing and actually really impressing. Um, it, you've got a whole unit that Brad Stevens can then say, look, I'm happy with you guys. I'm happy to see what you guys are doing. Go forth and do what you shall do. And and it's it's been impressive to see. I look at... Um, I look at the Raptors and you know it's exactly the same thing because Nick Nurse and that Raptors team there really are no proper superstars in that team. Pascal Siakam has done an incredible job to become the player that he's become from you know winning most improved last season to then becoming an all-star this season and he's been found lacking in in the playoffs because people are now guarding him like a superstar so he hasn't he's had to to come up against a really, really big task here in terms of how do I beat defenses who are now set up to stop me, not just stop my team, stop me. So you see this in the Raptors, there's a lot of, of, of lessons to be learned. And then you start thinking of it in terms of, yeah, they're probably unlucky in, in a way um, that they're facing the Celtics in the current form that they're in, but they're not out of it. The Raptors are clearly not out of it. They, they, they no, have no, no, no. a game tonight. They, they could, I mean, they're two wins away from going back to the conference finals. It's looking unlikely, but it's not impossible. Though they say Serge Ibaka might miss this game because he's, he's got a, a leg injury. Um, but it's, it's, it's also one of those when we go back to the bubble life. This, this Raptors team has not been at their best and we've seen it. We see it right now. Um, and so I, I think that when we're trying to, to, to say the Eastern Conference is unpredictable, it is because, because bubble life is unpredictable. Would this That's have happened awesome. if they were back uh, it, it, playing in their spaces? Because Toronto has become a place, like they talk about Jurassic Park, Toronto has yep. become a place yep. that you don't necessarily want to go to because the fans are... They are, they are so enthusiastic, but the same at yeah. TD Garden, you know. So that's why home yeah. court, you'd expect to hold your home court. Um, so with all of this being said, um, one of the things that, that we need to ask next is, who then 
because I don't think either of us are expecting an Eastern Conference team to win the finals. Whoever from the West gets there, the Lakers are currently, as, as we're recording this, up 2-1. The Celtics, um, are, are, the Celtics, the Clippers are also Clippers, leading their Clippers. series. Um, so, what did the Eastern Conference do? Because, let's remember, we then have a Brooklyn Nets, Nets next season that has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving entering the fray. So, it could change completely. So do you think Absolutely. that these teams are saying, if we're going to go to a finals, this is our time, and if and and we could shock somebody? Um, do, who I do think you Cyrus, think? Cyrus, Cyrus, the Cyrus, way I the see way the, way the, NBA, NBA, right? the NBA, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. in the NBA because they deserve to be there. Nobody's yeah, no, there, yeah, except for the Washington Wizards. Well, there is, that's for another podcast. Sorry, Wizards. Sorry, Wizards fans. Sorry, KK. Look. <laughs> Look, nobody's there because they're Adam Silver's cousin, or, yeah. or, or, or you know, because they they know somebody that knows somebody. Everybody's yeah. there by marriage, right? Yeah. So any team can shock. It's just that sometimes it's easy to see that that team cannot beat that team. And, and, and to me, I'm not putting whoever makes the the East saying that okay, they're just showing up for like our colleague Latamba would say. For their participation, for their participation trophy, trophy. <laughs> you, know, you know, because, because Cyrus, Cyrus injuries, injuries come into play, play. fatigue come into play. play. I mean, look mm-hmm. at last season. Uh, we, we, you know, even, even without KD and, and, and originally, originally yeah. we didn't really initially expect the Raptors to take that championship. Then no. Kevin Durant tried to come back too early and got injured. Then Clay Thompson, Thompson got injured. I, I mean, the, the key pieces were, were, were just falling to pieces. And it, it just shifted the direction of the tide. And, and, and all of a sudden, the, 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 the Toronto Raptors looked like they could take it. And then they took it. Yeah. yeah. The same thing can happen now. There are no guarantees that if the Lakers make it into the final, they'll be absolutely healthy. I mean, I saw this morning LeBron James hurt his finger trying to pull off a block when he, his hand first hit the rim and i was yeah. watching closely because you know that's my team I'm like oh i hope that's just a slight scratch because he was touching it when he came down yeah like you, you don't want to mess up and, and i think that's his shooting hand if i'm not mistaken that hit the rim but it might have been the thumb that got in lebron is that kind of guy who will play with an amputated amputated finger just to try and win a chip you know so uh, absolutely it's, it, it, it's not outside the realms of possibility that they'll just but take them up and say go for it but you know what i mean cyrus whoever Clippers, anything can Lakers, happen nuggets, nuggets, rockets, rockets they make it out of the west they meet uh heat or or or, or, or celtics, celtics or raptors, yeah. raptors. Anybody, it's anybody's game, Sarah. Sport is such a beautiful thing that it has so many factors, so many moving pieces. The tide can change at any time. That is so true. And we've been talking about matchups. That's something that everybody's been talking about. And the Heat were a bad matchup for the Bucks. They just defended really, really superbly. They shot the ball really well. And, and as a unit, they just did what they needed to do. They've only got like, what, two All-Stars on that on that roster at the Heat in terms of Goran Dragic. Yep, yep. And, uh, three, sorry, because of Jamie Butler. Yeah, Butler, yeah. So there's three All-Stars on that team. And this is a team that's so young, that's also pushing the likes of Tyler Hero, the likes of Duncan Robinson, who's not a rookie, but, you know, is, is still learning his game. You know, Tyler Hero going to be an All-Star, yeah, tell you that much. Yeah, I know, there's no question. I think he's just got that, that, that clutch gene. And when you're playing in the East, your chances of making an all-star game are pretty good if you're if you're playing well. Um, yeah. So, 
just i mean we're, we're almost coming to the end of, of this podcast um it's a bit of a truncated one this week but i i think that one of the things that we have to look at is what next for some of these teams so i think that the raptors in the east and we're talking about the east specifically the raptors aren't going to fire nick nurse you know losing in, in this manner is just one of those things that happens um but although masai wajiri has been known to do some wild stuff but um wow, I, I think wow, that, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but they I, haven't know. lost yet, Cyrus. Why are you already talking about firing Nick Nurse? That is true. They Let's haven't talk lost about Coach yet. Budenholzer first. But that was where I was going to go. Is that Coach Bud's days must be numbered, right? We talked about this. We're just seeing that Billy Donovan has left the, the Oklahoma City Thunder. It was after five yeah. seasons. So, you know, you look at, 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 um, at the Bucks and you say, okay, fine, we're going to change things. There's clearly roster changes. Marvin Williams just retired and he had gone pretty big minutes well I'll say he played quite a few minutes in the playoffs this is at the Bucks the, Kyle Kova is probably going to go the same route absolutely what do you think the Bucks will do to obviously not just keep Giannis I think Giannis is going to commit um, long term the reports are saying he will but to improve that team because clearly Giannis can't do it all on his own Cyrus. before we go any further I do want to say if this was soccer Mike Budenholzer would be one of the greatest coaches to ever live because he would have won the league back to back, but he just couldn't win the Champions League. That's basically how the NBA the playoffs <laughs> are. You know. Look, Cyrus, with the Bucks, I think they, they, they need to restructure that team completely. About keep Giannis. Oh, without question, Giannis is the, the, the pivotal piece. What's happened piece. here, Cyrus? They tried an experiment in team length, right? And it yeah. didn't work. And, and what the Bucks need is, is, is some shooters on their payroll. They need some good shooters. I know they tried it with Kyle Culver. Didn't work. Eric Eric Bledsoe, uh, I think he's not the best of shooting. Uh, you know, point guards. He's, yeah. He rather drives into the paint and tries to get that layup. Um, I, I think they they need to maybe offload some of their bigs and, and bring yeah. on some shooters. They, they need yeah. to bring on some nice two guards. They, 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 I'm not even impressed with Bledsoe. They, they, they could replace Bledsoe with a more prolific uh, shooting point guard. And, and, uh, and use Giannis uh, very much like uh, how the Lakers are using Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, yeah. Uh, look, so, 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 so let, let Yanis run around and, and do his thing in the paint, but give him an option of a, of a high percentage shooter on the perimeter. Yeah, uh, I, I think that, that you're, you're dead right in terms of the players that you mentioned there. There's so many players in this Bucks team that I can be like, okay, would they would they be worse off if they got rid of Robin Lopez? No. Would they no. be worse off because if they got rid of... I think they're one Lopez too many. <laughs> that is so true. One Lopez, too many. <laughs> oh man, it is so true. The thing for, that I look at here is when when you look at the Bucks, Eric Bledsoe just hasn't lived up to the hype. And frankly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of no Bledsoe. Yeah, none whatsoever. Um, and he's been one of the better. I mean, he made an all all NBA all defensive second team this season, uh, which yep. we haven't necessarily spoken about. Um, but the Bucks, in making their changes, because we're all assuming Coach Bud is not going to, and I, I just don't see how they keep him on, because it, he hasn't learned yet. 
you know, they, they did the exact same thing last season and fell short. So the Bucks just haven't been at the races for a couple of years, even though they've done well in the regular season. But the thing is that when you look at it, who do they bring in? And, you know, there's, um, there's some incredible options sort of in the free agency Stars, coming up. Your Bradley Bills are coming up. So, I mean, you know, that, that's DeMar DeRozan. Right DeMar DeRozan, he's got a player option at the moment. That's, that's, Chris that's, Van that's Fleet. Fleet. Gordon, Gordon Hayward has got a player option. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich at the Kings, and he would be an, an exceptional get if they were able to get somebody like him. Um, you know, if we're looking at shooters, and if they are still, uh, you know, looking at, at team length, Danilo Gallinari is also an, a, a potential uh, signing that they could look at as an unrestricted free agent. It might just be in terms of the, the cap space that they have, but you're, you're right. I might even, kind of get I might even, even, I might even, yes, really stretch it here and say one veteran guard, Chris Paul. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, that Chris Paul becomes a, a really valuable asset for any team. When you look at what they did at the Thunder, I mean, why the heck not? Chris Paul at the Bucks would be an incredible solution for them, especially if you don't want to keep the ball in somebody Paul, like Chris Paul, Chris Middleton, and Yanis Antetokounmpo. That's a great trifecta right there. Right? That is, that is. I'm still looking at Chris Middleton saying, brother, brother, you know what were you doing maybe, out there? Maybe, maybe, maybe Chris Paul. The problem with if Chris Paul was to go to the Bucks, well, speaking hypothetically here, side, yeah. who would be the leader? Because then you've got two bulls in a crowd in Yanis and Chris Paul. Would Yanis bow down and say he, he, he's giving into veteran leadership? Because I think Chris Paul is the kind of player that can bring a good Middleton out of Chris Middleton. Look, I, I agree with you there, and I also look at it, in fact, that's a great great comment, or rather question to ask, because the reality is, I think Giannis is the kind of person who would defer to what the coach needs to do, and also say, if you want to, to put the ball in somebody else's hands, then do that. I don't think Giannis wants to have to, to run the point in a team like this, and I think it's just not the kind of personal player that he is. So having somebody like a Chris Paul there would really open things up for them. I mean, if we're looking at it in terms of like guards who are available in free agency, and we're looking primarily at sort of shooting guards here, you've got DeMar DeRozan is available, um, well, will be available. Um, mm -hmm. You're looking at somebody like Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, this, the, the options aren't necessarily fantastic, but you also have guys who would do incredible jobs, like Joe Harris, who's currently at the Brooklyn Nets. Nets will want to keep him with as much effort as possible. They're going to try and keep him there. And I think that Joe Harris would probably want to be on a team that would maybe make the finals. But then you look at guys like Evan Fournier. He could be available. Absolutely. Um, and, and could fit their system. It's just that we're looking at it in terms of defense. So Bradley Beal, I think, would probably be top of the priorities list in terms of players that the Bucks would want to try and get on their side um, and but but like you say when we're looking at it from a positional perspective Chris Paul becomes one of the most important players in the NBA in this offseason when when you're looking at free agency because you say who can give you that level of experience calm on the ball and, and just ability to go out there and play hard. And Chris Paul 
ticks all of those boxes. Um, but then you gotta before you go there, look at who the coach might be, right? And yeah. and we don't know, we don't know because Kenny Atkinson is still available, and I think he understands how to make some players better. Um, he did pretty well with with the Nets, um, so I think I like him as an option. Now Billy Donovan is available. Do they think about him? What about Brett Brown, who's also available? Um, what about Jason Kidd, who made Yanis who he is today? Well, I, I don't think they're going back to Jason Kidd. That's a stretch. Maybe bring him in as assistant. You, you know, if Ty Lue could accept an assistant job. What about Ty Lue? And this is also the other thing, that, that Teron Lue could be another one of those who could take the Bucks job if Coach Budenholzer is relieved of his duties there. Um, so we haven't spoken about the West. This has really been a, an East-focused podcast, and and rightly so because of the madness that's happened there. Um, Lakers and Clippers are they still on a collision course for UK? I think that's the collision course I'm gonna love watching. Uh, if if Kawhi Leonard is able to block shots with one finger, we, 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 we got things happening in the West. I'm telling you this, man. You know what? <laughs> Jamal Murray cocked back on that dunk and couldn't get past Kawhi Leonard's middle finger. I mean, <laughs> talk, you know, it's one of the most amazing things. It, it, it's, a, it's an inevitable collision course, unless the Rockets can pull up something fantastic here. But so you think uh -huh. it's more likely that the Rockets upset the, the Lakers than the Nuggets upset the Clippers? Yeah, the Clippers are solid, Cyrus. They've been my biggest fear for the Lakers all season long, and they're just they're just proving me right. I I know they can have a couple of off days. I, the Dallas Mavericks really caught them off guard, and if it wasn't for Lucas' injuries, I think they would have really been taken all the way to seven yeah. games. But uh, right now, I think they're they're, they're looking solid enough to to. I've given them a guaranteed appearance in the finals, Western Conference Finals, and I think. They will meet the Lakers. I think it's 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 a Los Angeles collision. Yeah, it it seems to have been going in that um, trending that way from the beginning of, of of the season when everybody said, "Look at these teams. Look at what they're doing." And yeah, it's hard to count against any of those teams. I think the Lakers and Clippers are probably going to face off in the Western Conference Finals. That's going to be incredible viewing. I mean, you know, when you look at those two teams butting heads. It's, oh man, I'm already salivating. This is the prospect of what's going to happen in the Western Conference <laughs> final. Can I say the same about the Heat versus the Celtics, or potentially, or even the Heat versus the Raptors? I think those series will be great. I think the Heat will finally see whether or not um, the Heat, they've beaten the biggest teams, um, the bigger teams, the Pacers first, and then now the Bucks. Um, so the, the Heat will be very, very confident of being able to pull off something in, in the uh, Eastern Conference Final and, and get to the to, to the big show. Um, but getting past a Raptors will not scare them. Getting past a Celtics will not scare them because of how well they've done against these guys at the moment. So um, it's going to be blood and thunder. It's going to be incredible. Um, I'm going to ask for one last thing from you, Kaunda, before we end the podcast. And that yep, is yep. to say, if you were Giannis and you were cherry picking what you wanted um, as assets in your team, mm -hmm. 
do you know let's start with who would you let go like you were Yanis you're like okay look the coaches come in and say yes I've got my ideas on who I want in the squad but Yanis this is on you buddy who are you keeping who are you letting go and then who do you what kind of players do you want to see come in I, I, I think my my, my 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 entire backboard might have to go. Okay. They might have to rebuild that. And and I'd let go of a couple of bigs. Like we we we've spoken about Robin Lopez. I, I think mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't need a Robin Lopez in the squad. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think I might keep a Brook Lopez. Uh, I, 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 somehow I still believe in Chris Middleton, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep him. But but the rest of the backcourt, especially like you did mention, the vets needs to go. Kyle Culver, I think this was his last chance to show us you know, his three-point shooting abilities, and we can see that I think it's time for him to hang up that jersey. And uh, yeah, Cyrus, I, 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 I would say reduce team length, it didn't work. You know, yeah. you, you, you got them, they're all there, Ersan Ilyasova, Brooke, mm. uh, Robin, you, you got Yanis himself, you, you know, that, that, that didn't work. You, you, yeah. you, you, you need perimeter shooters, you, you know, if you're, if you're playing against teams that are, that, that are landing threes, and your main star hasn't got a trusted three-point shot, there are situations. Now, I agree with you, Kay. I agree with you and I think this is exactly where I would go is the sense that I would probably look at it and say they've got to get more shooters in it will affect the the current defensive um, makeup but when you've got the defensive player of the year on your team you could almost say Lianas we want you to defend a little differently and, and then center things around yeah. that but when you look at the kind of players that, that, um, that need to go I mean Eric Bledsoe for me I've, I've not been sold from minute one, and I'll be totally honest about that, at the Bucks. Um, and, and George Hill just really is, you know, he's been disappointing. And I think the other thing about it is that he just hasn't been able to rise to a different level. So you think of it and you say, okay, fine. Um, if that's what your options are as you're sort of starting backcourt, um, you're really not in a good space. So, you know, you want to be able to, to, to get going. And I think perhaps this is also where Coach Bud is his own worst enemy because he's managed to make these guys work. But it's not a taking you to the next level kind of work. And so if I was Giannis, I'd be like, okay, fine. The guys who need to go, definitely Kyle, we're going to say thank you. It's been great. Ersan Ilyasova, he's been injured, so that's also been tough on, on him. But, um, you know, you need your guys around. George Hill, he's got to go. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, you've got to go. And, and then Robin Lopez is also another one that I think, you know, like you said, he's got to go. For me, it's the other thing of, has Chris Middleton done enough to, to warrant being that partner to Giannis? And I'd say, yeah, especially in this NBA where you need more than just two stars in your team. You've got to have at least three really good players to try and get you to the next level. So I'd start, you know, looking at high-level point guards who can really make a difference. You know, De'Aaron Fox might be somebody that, that's available. Yeah, that's worth looking at, yeah. And when you look at it, it might come down to money, at, or it will come down to the money that they, they'll have at the end of the day. So Fox might not necessarily be who they want um, or rather can afford. But when I look at it and you're thinking long term, this boy can play like De'Aaron Fox is quick. He runs the game. He, he, he needs to pass a little better. But the thing is, he can get better at that. So 
then you look at somebody else, you could almost want to bring the, the Sacramento Kings um, uh, in uh, Bogdanovich and, and, and Fox to Milwaukee and then put them next to a Giannis and a Chris Middleton and then you've got a combination that could work. But there's a lot of work for, for, them, for them to do. Um, we're going to have to leave it at that. Um, it's been another incredible post-up podcast with you. We're still sort of kind of shocked at the way Milwaukee have been going. Um, Kounder, last, last words from you. Last, last words last from me. Words. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict the finals now, Cyrus. It is yeah. now. now. Lakers, Lakers, Celtics. Lakers, Celtics. We're going back in, in, in time. This is like a time we're, machine. We're People have been talking back about to it. We're going yeah, that's it. Lakers, Lakers, Celtics would be a fantastic finals, but it's not going to happen because the Clippers are going to p- get past the Lakers, and um, and I think the Clippers will be the other LA team who will take on the Celtics finally. So it will still oh, be an right. LA versus Boston thing, but um, <laughs> but I think that it's going to be. Uh, oh man, you know the Heat Heat Celtics series is a tough one to call. Yeah. Ooh, I, I I might be a bit too hasty there, but um, but yeah, I think I think Clippers Celtics. So thank you everybody for listening to the Poster Podcast. It's been fantastic. Make sure you subscribe to to this on all of the platforms that we're delivering it to you on. Um, we've got a lot more shows to bring you as the duo and also as the you know the the the, the quartet in WNBA courtside. Please make sure you tune into that show where we really give the sisters some love. Um, and the WNBA is just a fantastic league. And then you know we'll be also delivering the post up show to you on YouTube and and wherever you've got uh, space to watch it. So make sure you keep it keep it locked thank you for listening to the poster podcast and it has been real